Welcome to Therapy in the Wild. I'm your host, Heather Pincelli. I'm a mom of three chaos creators, aka kids, and a licensed therapist. Don't let the cool title and fancy letters behind my name fool you. I am as real, raw, and unfiltered as they come, both in my personal life and in my therapy office. Strap in and strap on for some brutally honest conversations where no topic is off limits where we play, laugh, and bring fun to the forefront. Let's get started. Okay, today I am super excited. I have my good buddy, pal, Phil, with us to talk all the weird, strange things that viewers sent in their therapist has done. So as a reminder, we don't script these shows. I, number one, I don't like scripted. I don't do well with it myself. And also I kind of just uh, like to roll with it. So we have real, raw, unfiltered, and unscripted conversations. Okay, so the only question that I asked you before we came on, Phil, was, have you ever seen a therapist? I haven't. I'm a total rookie fresh to this. Yeah, which initially I was like, oh, well, this is going to be an interesting conversation. But then I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. this is going to be good. (laughs) 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 So, okay, have you ever thought about going to a therapist? No, I've always been, you know... I've been like, I can take care of myself. You see, I can handle the situation myself. How's that work out uh, for you? (laughs) Well, I'm still single and 31. So I don't know. Uh, I I don't know. It's been all right. It's been all right. I'm sure there's. Yeah, it's been okay. You know, how are we even friends? (sighs) I guess opposites attract. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I I have a hard time opening up to I think strangers. I think that's mm. why I've been to therapy. I think yeah. that's something. Yeah, yeah, that'd be something really hard. Like, who are you? Why am I telling you my whole life story? I don't know you. Sitting there with your judging eyes, I feel like Ooh. you know, it's like being a Catholic. It's like going to a priest, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Oof. You know, I don't need them scolding me or judging me, things like that. So, I. Yeah can assure you hesitatingly i'm gonna say this because i'm like well hopefully when not if but when you go to a therapist Mm -hmm. you're gonna not feel like you were doing your catholic confessional and with with judgy shamey eyes coming coming back at you right right and and yeah and so you just hit on the exact reason that when i learned you had never been to therapy and yet we're Mm -hmm. doing this particular episode on Mm -hmm things that viewers have sent in that they've encountered with their therapist. I was like, Oh wait, okay. okay, Hold on. But then I'm like, you hit it on the, you hit the nail on the head. It is so anxiety producing nerve wracking for so many to go to therapy and, or start a new therapist. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of the first things I tell my clients when they come in and they're new to me is we take a minute and we ground into the space, we ground into the to the place and we settle our nervous systems. And I explain, it's really uncomfortable oftentimes to come into therapy with a new therapist. You don't know me, you don't know the space. If you struggle with anxiety, it's a lot sometimes, right? Yeah. And I'm, I'm saying like, 
in the middle because people like me, I'm like, let's go, let's go new therapist. Let's go. <laughs> like, I don't struggle with that yeah. for many reasons, but uh-huh. I know a lot do. And so if you right. fall into the category of I'm the person that struggles, this is a really good example of you having, having never gone to therapy. And so as I'm, I know what the viewers have written in, you don't. And I'm like, oh, I can't wait to hear what you as a newbie, like virgin, ooh, <laughs> would do with this. <laughs> if you're, if you went in and your therapist, new therapist started doing some of these things. So, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so before I get into what viewers have written in, I'm going to share a couple that I've dealt with when I've gone to therapy. So I'm like a therapy whore. Um, I just, I literally love therapy. I love being a therapist and I love going to my own therapy. (laughs) I'm just curious what that brings up for you when you hear me say that. (laughs) Oh gosh. Someone loves going to therapy. I was like, Ooh, do they have their like issues? (laughs) I don't know. Like it's like my friend Kara, she loves to go to therapy, but it's therapeutic for her. Yes. Very therapeutic. You know, that's her safe space. You know, yes. she's proud and excited to go to therapy. Whenever she encounters a, an issue, she's like, I got to go see my therapist. Almost like her best friend. I got to go see my therapist. Yes. They guide me in the right direction. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's like, I need to go see my therapist. Okay. That's mm-hmm. your best friend in a way. You know, they're really your grounded support system. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm like Kara, yeah. like, oh, mm-hmm. wait till my therapist hears the shit I did this week. Right. <laughs> and I think that's what would be fun about being a therapist. Like, all right, we, we have an emergency five o'clock meeting. Something good must have, you know, something must have happened. But, right, right. Yeah. So here's a couple. Um, okay. And it always also kind of intrigues me because I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm a therapist and they know that. And I would expect that, I don't know, they were on their best behavior, but okay. Mm -hmm. So I've had a therapist. It was my first session. Check her watch, her like, um, what do you call those Apple watches that sync to your phone? Right. And also she had her phone like in her lap and when it would vibrate, Mm -hmm. it would go off. Yeah. 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 You need to get rid of those. It's a huge distraction, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So if you were, I'm curious. If you were in your first session, any session, I suppose, and your therapist started checking her watch, not for quick time, right? We're not just saying we're looking at a time, starts checking her watch or checking her phone. What would you do? I'd probably be like, am I boring you? (laughs) I, yeah. Am I, you know, because I personally know therapists aren't cheap. Okay. No. And yeah. Yes. And I am paying you for this service, you know, to hear me out, provide substance, you know, and help me out. And if you, just like with anything, you know, let's say you're at an interview with the boss and the boss is checking and you're interviewing yourself. It's the same thing. The boss, the manager's checking their phone, distracted, not paying attention, not giving you your full attention. Yes. Am I boring? Am, Am I not a big deal? Am I not important? And that is literally one of the limiting beliefs. There's several Mm -hmm. there, but am I not important? Like, oh, okay. I just, I'll tell you what I did. I just sat there and like kind of stared with this 
this real playing in my head that was yeah. like, what the fuck? Like, I can't even imagine doing this with my clients because I turn yeah. my phone on airplane mode and it's completely invisible and I don't wear an Apple watch. So, yeah. um, yeah, I wanted to say what I wanted to say was something similar, like, Hey, everything. Okay. Do you want me to book another time? Do you need to tend to something? Right. But I was like, Oh God. And so I just waited for the hour to be up and I was like, not going back to her. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I like, to, I'd like top service. If I'm not getting the best service, I'm out of there. I'm moving on. So yeah, yeah. I just, I just feel like something's, you know, especially if it's a serious matter, because some people have certain things to express. This could be a very serious yeah. matter, you know, because some people that go to therapy are, could be suicidal, right? you know, stuff like that. So yeah, as a therapist, you know, I, under, I know you understand your position, but other therapists need to understand it's not all about the money. You need to understand your position and your meaning as a therapist, the title, and give that person your undivided attention and you know how important you are in their life. So, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And something that just, that just brought up for me was if someone is not like me, that like, Mm -hmm. it's just so easy for me to walk into a therapist's office and it took basically everything in them to get themselves there. Mm -hmm. If that was their experience and they were put off by it, because not everybody will be put off by that. But if they were put off by that behavior, odds are they're going to have an even much harder time going and taking that first step and finding a different therapist. Yeah. Yeah. So this one's a story. This is again, something that's happened with me in a therapist's office. Mm -hmm. It was my first, my first appointment, ironically enough with the same therapist checking her phone. And I was talking about a partnership I had recently been in. And I was explaining that I chose in this partnership to wait to have sex for months upon months. And that prior to having any sexual interaction with this particular partner, I, we both went and engaged in STD test and I'm explaining this, like I'm explaining it to you. And I said, and this person's STD test came back with herpes and she Mm. went, Oh oh my God, it was literally that dramatic. Now, mind you, I had not finished telling her like anything about anything. Right. So Mm -hmm. for all she knew, it was genital or versus oral for all she knew. I also had then contracted it. Right. So for all she knew, I also had it prior to engaging with this individual. So imagine that you're sitting there and you disclose that. And there's this literal screech people in the waiting room could have heard this with this. Oh my God. And her arms go out. She was like horrified. Hmm. And I just was jaw dropped. Yeah, I literally can remember sitting there and being like, what the literal fuck? It's herpes. It's not a big deal. Right. Like, have you lived under a rock? Like, I was so baffled. I could not get out of that office soon enough. (laughs) What I really it was like a bad first date. I just wanted to get up and walk out. And instead, I just sat there and endured it. Mm -hmm. And now. I know, <laughs> I know. And Heather's not. That's very, like, I, I was going to say, Heather is not like that. 
Right. Yeah. That's yeah. not my typical enduring mm-hmm. and like, mm-mm. no, but you know what it was? If I opened my mouth, I think what I felt in the moment was I might come out my mouth really aggressive. And so I better mm-hmm. just sit and watch the clock. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Oh. One more of my own personal share, and then we're going to get into viewers. And this one, this one hits really home because this is a big, a big thing that I have heard my whole life and is definitely one of my bigger limiting beliefs that I, I come up against and hit up against. I had this therapist that on our second call, it was um, virtual. She comes to the call and she goes, Hey, can I just share some, something with you? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she says, I saw your name on my calendar today and I just got this like ping in the pit of my stomach because I'm realizing this is our second. Okay. That's it. Second. We're still, we're still getting to know each other. You barely know my name. And she says, I'm realizing that I don't know what to do with you. I don't know what we're doing here, like what we're working on and that, um, that most of my clients view me above them. Like I'm kind of like their hero or God complex and they're below me. And you don't seem to do that. And I'm really intimidated by you. Have you heard that in other areas of your life? Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Like the sigh is everything. Yeah. And that was the last time I saw that particular person. Yeah. Go ahead. How did you take that? Oh, I, I, in one breath was like, okay, what, what is the space here that I can lean into? Because I have absolutely by many people in my life been told that I am intimidating. And so Mm. a part of me was like, let me sit with what part might be true. And is there something for me to take from this and work on it? And, and yet what I ultimately, I got off the, the call and sat with it and gave it some thought and journaled about it and felt into it. And I was like, okay, I have heard that. So, you know, I can work on softening. And yet, <laughs> you don't like that, huh? <laughs> I know. I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. I feel like as a therapist, okay. <sighs> to me, this therapist is very toxic. Mm. I feel like when she said, you know, I'm the superhero. Everyone's beneath me. Everyone is going to stay beneath them because as super, they want to be front of the line. To me, see, she could understand your aura and your presence and your demeanor. She could have said on the second session, oh, Heather, I'm very happy to see you. Mm. And she could have complimented like, Heather, you know, from what I experienced with the person, you have very strong, like you're a very strong woman. Ooh. You know, you might have came with me with issues, yes. but you know, just by your attitude and your composure and the way you talk, like, you know, you are kind of you're getting on the straight and narrow here. I like where this is going. Yeah, you know, not oh, everyone's below me. I'm above everybody else. Everybody needs to start at rock bottom, and it's like, wait a second, like you need to build. You need to start building people up. You need to put yourself before others. And by complimenting you in that way, lifts your spirits and helps you understand, 
I am getting a better, better person here. Maybe there isn't stuff wrong with me like I think there is. Mm. See, providing those compliments, you know, and reassurances from a therapist to you, I feel would be very, because you have a bad day at work, you have a bad day, you go see your therapist. Yeah. They're happy to see you. Yeah. It's a nice safe space. And they say, Phil, how's it going? I had a really, oh, well, Phil, what do you mean? We had a nice long session. I got good feelings from you. You yeah. know, I liked where your life was going, where your head was at. Yeah. I think you have a very bright future ahead of you. Oh, really? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and a load is, you know, taken off my back by thinking that, okay, maybe I, you know, so I feel, I feel like, you know, therapists need to be, you know, reassured the person like, Hey, everything's going to be awesome. You're getting better. Not, oh, you need to. Need to pipe it down a few notches, Heather. Okay. Yeah. And there are definitely times that challenging your client, um, and there's a time and a space and a and yeah. And and also like I'm okay with being challenged. Right. But for me, I was like, wait. What I what I immediately went to was okay. And I sat with this, like, okay. Mm -hmm. You're not confident in yourself to show up with me. And I no longer feel like I have a safe space that, Mm -hmm. and that's where I made the decision. Like if, if someone is saying to me, they're intimidated by me, I'm not going to stick around and try to convince you not to be intimidated by me. Right. Yeah. Because I understand that I can be a handful sometimes, but I, I like the people that appreciate that sometimes I'm, I'm a little out there. (laughs) But as a therapist, take it as a challenge, you know, not all cases are the same, you know? Right. Yeah. Not everyone's going to be fragile. Some are going to be very strong. Yes. You know, so yeah, Yeah, take, take it as a challenge. Yeah. But I'm more of a positive person. I think that's why I would, my reaction would be like that. Cause you know, positive talk, you know, positive outcome, but yeah, that that's weird to me. That's, that's interesting. And there is, again, there is uh, a benefit. It is necessary to challenge clients. And yet there's a difference. The flavor felt different. It didn't feel like it was challenging, especially since Mm -hmm. I know that in my office, I don't practice that hierarchy. Like my clients are not below me. I'm not above them. We're, we're equal humans together. And so I didn't hold the same value for sure. Okay. Now is this therapist in Washington? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. okay. So let's move into some what to some of what viewers sent in. This mm-hmm. is just a couple of them. There was quite a lot, but I picked out picked out some of my faves. Um, is this um, dating stuff they're going through, or so I? Yeah. Good clarification. I put out a yeah. post saying, "Hey, write in. Send me." The crazy, weirdest, like most bizarre, is this normal type stories that your therapist has done. Okay. And so I got quite a handful of responses and I picked a couple out. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. This viewer says, my therapist fell asleep during our session. As I was explaining my biggest issue, listen to this. As I was explaining, my biggest issue was feeling unseen. Fell asleep while she's saying how she feels unseen. 
What? Okay, in case it matters for you, Phil, the therapist said it was her contacts. Oh, sure. I mean, we all have that issue, right? Wearing contacts <laughs> at work. Could you imagine? I think in the wise words of um, Trump, you're fired. I don't know. That's me. That's me. I, you know, I, I don't. Is there any, I mean, how many visits was this? Was this her fourth, fifth? Doesn't I don't matter. know. No. She didn't say. But I'm like, but it's also, horrible. does it matter if it's the fourth or the thirtieth? It doesn't matter if it's the first or the tenth. Like you can't be falling asleep on the job, right? Period. Literally, yeah. like, what would you do? You're sitting there talking about all things, okay. feeling unseen, and your therapist falls asleep. Throw the tissue box at him. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can just say, "Hey, excuse me." You know, would you sit there and keep talking? <laughs> I wouldn't keep talking because <laughs> a part no. of me thinks I would keep talking like, well, it's just, are they really asleep? And like, and like, what right. do you do? This is awkward. Yeah. A very awkward situation to be in, especially when you're in a vulnerable position. Right. Speaking about being unseen, you're not being seen by your own therapist. Oh, my so, drop. That would be gold. Yeah. If yeah. you could say that, that would take a lot of balls mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> all right but let's no see. i mean just just chirp up try to wake them up yeah but um, also like do you go back to that therapist absolutely not no it's a no for you absolutely not no i'm a one and done type of guy yeah. <laughs> like yeah. one what one slip up and finish that's it no mercy phil no mercy <laughs> no no mercy same goes to restaurants everything else so no, you do not fall on. in the people pleaser category no, I am a people pleaser. I'm, you know, <laughs> right. when it comes to like, no, like, okay, I'm a people pleaser when it comes to dates and stuff, you know, I'm easygoing, but when it comes to services and you're paying for it, especially that. I know. Move that, on. Literally my job. Yeah. yeah. And as a therapist, I have never fallen asleep during session, not to shame or judge, mm -hmm. just my own personal fact. Right. However, I will. I will offer that there are a few clients in my career that um, for a variety of reasons, I struggle. Like it is like when I see them on my calendar, I know that I need yeah. to not eat, make my office cold, like um, two specifically is, is what I'm thinking, but I've not fallen asleep right. on them. And because I know that I, I take more notes so that I'm more engaged because yeah. otherwise it's easy for me to kind of start to like go somewhere else in my head. Yeah. So I take more notes. So I end up with a lot of notes on those sessions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The client's probably like, holy crap, she's writing down everything I say. <laughs> right. right. All right. Let's see. Yeah. Um, ooh. Okay. Session one. This is great for you since you've never been to a therapist. Okay. Viewer says session one, therapist comes in late and proceeds to explain how today is their anniversary. Their spouse oh. is moving out and they're getting a divorce. Whoa. So, okay, session one. <laughs> Process this so and so, this. So I'm the therapist. So-and-so walks in and says, hey, it's my, it's my anniversary. You're the therapist telling the client that. Oh, stop it. <laughs> so you're the client and you walk into my therapy office and I was like, hey, Phil, so great to meet you. Sorry, I'm running a little late. Um, 
it's my anniversary today. And well, I'm getting a divorce and my spouse is moving out and the moving truck just got there. And so, yeah, sorry, I was a little late. (laughs) (laughs) Is it time for the, um, uh, patient to play therapist. Almost. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. I'd be like, well, um, how's everything going? <laughs> no. You would ask him how it's going. He's like, fucker. I just told you my wife is moving out. <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, you know, I'm getting a divorce. Let's talk about, house. let's talk about something else. Okay. So <laughs> that is so awkward. What an awkward position to be in. Right. And why are you even expressing that to your client? Yeah. Yeah. I, I and would then never, you go back? I would never exp- hmm? Would you go for a second session? Because this is your first session. Yeah, I would, I would go for a second session because I don't know how the first session went. You see? Even though that's what the therapist dropped on you the very first 10 minutes of the first session? I don't know if he's the guilty party in the divorce. <laughs> that matters to you? Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I was not yeah. expecting that. He could be... He could be a very nice guy or gal, whatever the therapist was, male or female, you know? Okay. uh, So you do have us like, you do give second chances to professionals. Well, yeah, they're not providing a bad service. They just gave me a... Too much info? Too much info. Like, Mm. all right, well, you know, I don't know. That's just weird to me. Why would they bring that up? But I'll be like, okay, well, um... Let's start. I don't know. I don't know what, what, I don't know. It'd be a weird, I'm trying to picture it right now, you know, and I'd be like, okay, I'd be professional. No problem. Appreciate you being here. Ooh. Show some appreciation. Oh, I like this. Okay. Yeah. You'd give some empathy and compassion and Mm -hmm. grace. Exactly. Okay. All right. So see, you're not so black and white, hard nosed. No, okay, only I like if someone it. sleeps on me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no. different levels. Got it. Okay. <laughs> right. Make them feel comfortable. No problem at all. <laughs> Glad you can make it. How about, okay, let's see. Another viewer said, my therapist, who I had only had three sessions with, I was going in for my third session, brought an intern into the session with no warning and without asking consent. Five minutes into the session, I stopped and said, I'm sorry, but can I understand who this is in the room with us? Absolutely. So what would you do? I'd want to know who this person is before I even started talking. Would you let the intern stay in the room? No. (laughs) No. I feel like this is talking to a lawyer here. There's a confidentiality thing here. Yeah, You know, you're like, you know, you bringing in a total stranger, let's say you have a very, you know, difficult client who's having some big time issues, Yeah, anything very private to them. And you bring in a total stranger. Yeah. 25. I don't care how 21 year old, 40 year old. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I don't know who they are to me person to therapist very confidential you bring in an outside person no before you even start talking i'd be like well excuse me here this is supposed to be between you and me i don't know who this Mm. person is i don't feel comfortable yeah you bring up the comfortable word therapist would be like oh (laughs) 
you know, and they could say, oh, well, this is, you know, this is an intern from University of Florida. Like, I, I don't give a crap who it is. Yeah, like, you don't care. Yeah. You just yeah. care that they're in your office, in that office with you. Right. Yeah. Right. There's and a, again. The door, the door is closed for a reason. I'm in your office. It's between me and you. Nobody else. Does it change your outlook and opinion if you know that the, the intern is bound by the same confidentiality rules? No. no. Yeah. And this is what is so beautiful again is because I'm like, cool, you got an intern. Let's go. Cause now I'm going to like, yeah. I'm going to bring the intern up to speed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get the I don't intern know, to be me. my ally. <laughs> right. right. I need more of a support system. Right. Like I need another person on my side. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. It depends on the person. I feel if, you know, they're very out. If the clients are outgoing, sure. If they don't yeah. think it's a big deal, sure. But if someone's in complete distress and, you know, a lot's going on in their life and right. they have a lot of anxiety and they have another total stranger there, another set of eyes on them. Yeah. You know, it depends on the person's mental state mm-hmm. and all their emotions. So, yeah. Me personally, I mean, I don't know. I would just want one person. It is definitely, um, I would, I would encourage and hope that the therapist was using some discernment because there are certain clients that I work with that I know would be totally fine. I would still ask for consent prior to them coming in the office, but there's others that I know they're already having a hard time opening up to me with no Mm -hmm. one else in there. There's no way it would be in their best interest, a great plan of care to have another party in there, just viewing, you know, the intern just kind of sitting there feverishly taking notes. Sure. Yeah, I know. Sure. So, okay. Um, let me, let me just call out some hair, some therapist hat stuff. Right. So, because I always want to empower viewers and my fellow humans of, you know, what do you do if you run into stuff like this? And this is applicable, not just in your relationship with your therapist, but conflict, disconnect in general. And just because it's a therapist doesn't mean these don't apply. Ask questions, ask the therapist Mm -hmm. questions, voice to them how you're feeling. Use the therapist as a place that you are working on the tools that you're learning and you're doing things to break the pattern. So, you know, if your pattern is, I don't, I shove my voice down and I don't own my truth, speak up. And an example would be, you know, you actually called it out, the therapist who fell asleep. Work, like use that as an opportunity to approach the situation in a different way. It might sound something like, hey, I'm really caught off guard that you were sleeping during the session and I was, you know, talking about how I was feeling unseen and that really, that really impacted me. And I'm not really sure I want to continue here, right? Use your therapist. You'll know if the therapist is a good, safe space by their response, right? If they start getting combative or defensive, my suggestion is hightail it out of there. If they practice back to you modeling ownership and accountability, fuck yeah. That's what we're there for, to practice this stuff in a safe space together. So, all right. 
Any last thoughts, Phil? On no, I want. I would like. I would like you to keep me updated when your first therapy session is. (laughs) (laughs) Is this not my first therapy session? Why? Oh my goodness. Well, no, we didn't, we didn't like get into, you know, no. where's that come yeah. from and who taught you that and where'd you learn that? Right. Right. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness. Yeah. My first therapy session. We'll see if it ever happens. <laughs> yeah. So I hope the thing that viewers take away today is that therapists are not infallible, right? We're humans. We have good days and hard days. We have great choices and poor choices sometimes. Um, And in a lot of ways, finding a new therapist is like relationships or dating that not all therapists are going to be a fit for all humans. Example, I don't practice from a religious perspective and I curse and I often curse in session. And so if those two things are important to you, I'm not going to be the right fit for you. And so just know that much like relationships, you may have to try on a few therapists before you find the one that you feel is the right fit for you and that you are going to open up completely and practice learning things and breaking patterns and all the stuff. So I hope that if nothing else, that's what you take away from this today. Phil, thank you so much for being here. Before I let you go, though, ladies, I will say Phil is 31 and single. Just going to throw that out there. And live so in the state of like a matchmaking service. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. All right, Phil, thank you so much for being here and shedding your light and letting us pop your little therapy virgin cherry a little bit. Not all the way, just mm-hmm. a little. <laughs> Fun stuff. No, I really enjoyed it. That was uh, interesting scenarios people have been in and yeah. uh, stuff you wouldn't think, you know, that would happen. So uh, happy to be part of this. This was a great time. Mm, thank you. You're so welcome.